What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome to Birdland tonight. As we, uh, this is fun. Two double headers in a row, back to back double headers. Joining me today is Cody from the I Just Like the Duck podcast. Cody, how you doing? Well, it could be better. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't even a single win. We had two losses, but uh, other than that, it was uh, some nice, uh, some nice baseball today. Yeah, welcome to the first episode of Birdland tonight with the Orioles in last place. Yeah. As the Orioles are now 5-8, and eight. we had that little bit at the top, then that nice time where everyone in the division is tied for second, and now we are 5-8 and eight after today's two losses on pace for 62 wins. So right where everyone expects us to be, I hope it doesn't go this way. I hope we can see a little light. Um, I think there's definitely some stuff to take away with. But first, Cody, this is four games in a row now with only seven innings. If anything, our bullpen should be fresh. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, there's still a lot of the a lot of things that are weird about seven inning games, right? You know, one of the things that I noticed that some of our guys in, in the first game only got two at bats. Yes. Uh, you know, those guys at the bottom of the order. That's just weird to see. Uh, and I kept trying to think through on is there anything that would play in favor of the Orioles in a seven inning game? From a strategy perspective, obviously not. We've won one out of the four seven inning games. Uh, Hyde and the rest of the Orioles must not be fans at this point. No, and I'm I'm not either. I really think when you go seven innings, your game strategy changes. If you want to make seven innings for all games for the whole season, I'm okay with that. But when it's randomly based on weather, seven innings seems strange. I do like that today's the second game was two hours and one minute. So if you can find a t- way to speed the game up, I'm all cool with that. But it's weird to have certain games played with different rules. Yeah, absolutely. And I, there's got to be some, some game theory in here. On I, I remember last year feeling that it didn't benefit the Orioles because we actually had a really decent bullpen. And I felt like you know one of our weaknesses was our starting pitching. 
that, you know, most of our guys couldn't go that long, but when we were, you know, we were scoring, you know, I don't know if you remember now, last year we had so many games where we would score in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning, take those innings yep. away. And, you know, we're not near performing nearly as well. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Well, let's start there with starting pitching because the starting pitching today was pretty good. Um, Matt Harvey in the first game went four and two thirds of the of innings with two runs and three strike gave up two runs got three strikeouts and then after that Bruce Zimmerman went five innings gave up uh, was it two runs both on home runs solo shots to the same guy so basically he had bad luck with one guy but he also got two strikeouts really good performances from this starting pitching. Yeah, you know, and I, I feel like we've seen this, and in, in, you know, what I really liked, especially in game two, was I, I think something different from Hyde in giving Zimmerman a bit of a longer leash and letting himself work, you know, work out of the, the jam that he got into uh, there in the fifth. And, and that's something that I, I don't have a consistent feel for what, what Hyde's going to do. Is he going to you know, pull the starting pitcher? We've seen it with Means. We've seen it with Kramer. We've seen it with right. a lot of the guys. They get into the fourth or fifth inning, and if they struggle a little bit, if they get a guy on base or even two guys on base especially, he's typically going to yank the starting pitcher and bring in uh, you know, somebody there. And we haven't had a lot of luck um, you know, with that, you know, whoever yeah. comes in. I know. And if you want to talk consistency, if there's one thing that I'm consistently noticing, and you can tell me if I'm crazy, but to me, I am consistently seeing Hyde pull Matt Harvey earlier in a game than he should, because it hasn't worked out once yet pulling him. Absolutely. And and especially with Harvey, because you know, it's a guy that's a a veteran that's been in those situations more than anybody else on the roster and, and is probably a little bit more crafty and, and knows, you know, how to work somebody into a double play or, or a ground out or something like that, that, you know, just has a better feel for the situation. Um, at, at least I want to see if he can handle that situation. There's no need to go to the bullpen so fast. Absolutely. Especially when our bullpen, you know, it was nice to see a couple guys perform today, but you know, we've, we've kind of struggled. I mean, it, it was nice to see Armstrong, you know, go in and get a clean inning. He's really struggled lately. Um, but you know, a lot of these guys have not been doing all that well. So it was good to see, um, you know, at least some guys come in with some clean innings. Right. And then in the second game to see Lackins and Saucer come in, uh, hold the closer. Yeah. With perfect innings. No, no issue there. No concern. Those two guys have, they haven't pitched a whole lot, but when they come in, they're reliable. No concerns there. Um, but this lineup is a huge concern. Because you cannot be a you cannot afford to lose games where your pitcher only gives up four runs or two runs in the second game. You can't afford to lose those games when you've got this lineup that's supposed to be putting up seven, eight, nine runs a game. Absolutely. So let, let's let's jump into it. Let, let's see. You know, one of the things that I was pretty disappointed to see in game one was uh, Anthony Santander with only with only with three strikeouts. Uh, you know, we saw the the massive home run by Mancini, but let's not kid ourselves. Trey has really been struggling these past couple of weeks or this past week. We've we've seen him kind of try to tear his batting helmet in half. Um, you know, it was I, yep. I think everybody talked about how it was good that he had a day off and he came back a little bit more relaxed. And then in the first inning, hit that two run bomb. Um, but really after that, you know, it, it seems like it's just a lot of up and down, a lot of inconsistencies from, from our, our bats. Yeah. And Mancini specifically, 
is a guy who, yeah, yeah, you see the frustration and anger on his face when he's at the plate. And that's not – I'm kind of surprised that Hyde hasn't given him an off day because when you're so frustrated and focused like that, you would think it's a mental thing where it's like, let's just rest for a day and, and get beyond this. Um, the disappointing thing today also was to see uh, Cedric Mullins with no hits today. And yeah. I mean, he's been such a hot bat and had that, what, 15-game straight hit streak come to an end. And talk so, about a talk about a contrast to to Trey Mancini, who seems to have you know you know that elevated blood pressure, you know all of that energy, and you know he's ready to just kind of hit a five run home run at the plate. Where Cedric, I don't know if his pulse kind of you know moves above the resting pace when he's at the plate. He just looks so uh, calm, cool, and collected when he's in there. And it, it was uh, it, it was a shame to kind of see his hit streak end. Um, but again, I I feel of all of the people in our lineup. I still have the most confidence in Cedric Mullins, um, you know, at the plate. And, and that's, there's not a lot of guys that I can say I have, you know, much confidence at all. Yeah. I don't, I guess at this moment, Cedric Mullins is the only guy you can really say you have faith in. Um, but also we all know, we saw the Cedric Mullins in the past that goes on some of the coldest streaks out there. So I'm concerned when he starts, when he has an, a, Oh, for what do you get? Uh, like probably six at bats today and nothing. Yep. So that's concerning, but okay. It could be an off day for him and it's all crammed into two games. Schedule's all screwed up with the extra off days from the rain this week. I mean, you got an off day play two, off day play two. That can't be good for you as far as physically, uh, getting ready for all this. So I'll give him that. I'm sure he's going to be back up there. I like, I really like what we're seeing from DJ Stewart. I'm really happy with his performance at the plate. Um, and Santander is who he is. I, I'd like to see some more power, but I like him in my outfield. I'm really interested to see how what they do when Austin Hayes comes back in a few, probably next week. Do you feel like they've given Ryan McKenna a fair shot? No, but I don't think they plan to. McKenna was up here for his speed, and that's what we've seen him in. He, we put him in there as a base runner. And remember, McKenna's never played above double A ball. So this is a big leap for McKenna. I think McKenna is only up because he was at the alternative site to get some more workouts in before minor league baseball. And it's a great opportunity for him, but I don't, I don't think they're giving him an opportunity to really stick around. I think it's pretty clear that when Hayes comes back, he's going down. Uh, I, I would agree. Uh, so, so what do we, what is the answer? What do we do with this lineup? Do, um, you know, what options does the team have? The team has no options. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. We were used to talk about how we had no second basements and then Ruiz showed up. Well, Ruiz showed up for what opening day, maybe the day after Those first, I, I, that series in Boston, Ruiz looked amazing defensively and he was hitting the ball at the plate. Uh, that Ruiz died in Boston. <laughs> so now we're back to we have no second baseman. Yeah. Um, Galvis. So what, at so short, what about what what about walk off Ramon? Are are you giving walk off Ramon a uh, a shot at second base or not so much? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, never mind. We got a second baseman. It's Rio Ruiz. Um, we're set there. I 
the problem is all these guys are so cold and it's not what you expect at the start of the season. You expect kind of the bats to be a little warmer than, uh, than the pitching. I am amazed that our pitching for the most part is doing better than I expected. We've got some big problems in pitching with certain guys, but the starting pitching has been better than I expected. Uh, I all my concern is at the lineup. You got Mancini batting one sixty three, Ruiz one forty three, Galvez one sixty seven, Cisco one seventy six. I mean, throw a who who else is in? Who'd I miss? Uh, oh, Franco's at two seventeen, and there's your whole infield. Your infield cannot hit the ball. So so let me let me stop you right there. I'm going to read you off a a, a few names that are uh, that are over there at Project Bowie. And, and you tell me when, when, when you, you hear a name that you'd like to see. Grayson Rodriguez. All right, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> we got Richie Martin. These, these are all infielders. We got Richie Martin. All right. Richie Martin intrigues me. I agree. Because we've seen a little bit of flash from him in the past and then him fall apart, which is exactly what we saw with Cedric Mullen before he went to the aforementioned, thank you for going with the official name, Project Bowie. Agreed, agreed. So, so let's if go. that same magic can work with Richie Martin, I'm interested. I, I am too. All right. What about what about Ryland Bannon? Would you like to see him up for a cup of coffee? No, I don't think Ryland. I, I have no interest in Ryan Bannon. Um, I don't expect him to be a major league baseball player. Tyler Nevin. I don't know enough about Tyler Nevins. I don't either. Stevie Wilkerson. No, no, I forgot <laughs> he's on the team. Get rid of him. You, no. Now, no, here, you don't here's want the th- Stevie Wilkinson in Baltimore, do you? If Stevie the- Wilkinson's in Baltimore, it means things went even worse than we all projected <laughs> in Baltimore. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jami Jones. Um, no. I mean, he's the type of guy that could have some Project Bowie magic stuck into him because he was supposed to be a like number one draft pick or whatever. But uh, – We've been who did we went down the path with someone someone else that we got that another team bailed and the guy never turned out either. Um, so no, I don't care about Jama Jones. All right, so there's there's one last player that's out in in, in Bowie, uh, another infielder, uh, who again you got to think of the Orioles have these guys there in Bowie that must mean that they have you know they could be called up at any point in time, right? Okay. They, they have to be somewhat major league ready. That's so the, the last name on the list, Ryan Ripken. Ryan Ripkin's in Bowie. He is. He's in. He's still in. He's in. He's in Project Bowie. He's there. Um, they what do you think? are really trying to suck up to his dad, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ryan Ripkin <laughs> is not. All right, Ryan Ripkin's in Bowie because if things go really, really bad, Ryan Ripkin's going to get a start in Camden Yards this year, maybe around September fifth, September sixth, so they can do a little fan thing of hey. Come see Ripken make his appearance in Camden Yards. Yeah, that would. Uh, do, you, do you think they give him his his dad's old number? Probably not. Not even uh, for him. No. If um, Billy's is available, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Orioles have retired um, Senior Seven because that's on a plaque in the dugout. So I think right. they can take Billy's three. Though someone's probably wearing three. I nope. think Franco is. I never understood why Ryan Ripken does not wear 88. Seems to make sense. I do like that. Yeah, I I like that. So I hope that when he makes his appearance, which we all know is for show and to maybe sell five more tickets, 
and somehow Ryan Ripken will think it's his shot at the big leagues. I'd rather call up Tim Tebow before you call up Ryan Ripken. <laughs> So eyes. we so we've we've run through the list of available infielders. We we yeah. know that we're struggling. So uh, so maybe Richie Martin gets called up. Maybe that's something that could happen. Uh, if not on this road trip where the the Orioles are actually coming to my town, Dallas, Texas, for a, a road trip down here. I think they've got a three game series, and then they fly out to uh, Miami to face the Marlins uh, for a short series. But maybe I... when they get back, Richie's on the you know gets gets called up. What do you think? I like it. I, I'm all for call-up Richie. Galvis is batting, batting 167. You can't get worse than that. He's, If I'm correct, he's played in every single game this season. And he's still at 167. Bring up Richie Martin. Light a fire under him. The fire worked for Ruiz. Now it lasts, but it worked for a little bit. So, yeah, I'll, um, bring up Richie. Let's see what he can do because Galvis isn't working out. Galvis or, or even, you know, Ramon, you know, I, I think, you know, Ramon's got a few options left, so you could send him back down to, uh, you know, yep. option him back down and, and call somebody or, you know, a replacement for McKenna. You're right. Somebody's got to go once uh, Hayes is ready to come back, which I think, you know, is, is needed. Uh, you know, my I, ideal lineup is Santander and right, Mullins and, and center and Hayes in left field with, yes. uh, it, to be quite honest, my ideal lineup is, is DJ DHing. And Ryan Mountcastle at first, um, and, and giving Trey a, a you know a few days off until he's you know ready. To come right, back. Right, that's not that's not your ideal lineup. Your ideal lineup is not uh, Mancini off the bench. But you're uh, well, saying at this moment Mancini's pressing. You got to give him is. a day off. A day off. Yeah. Now he got two days off this week, but let him just watch a game on the bench. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Um, I, I can't wait for Hayes to get back. I think. Hayes really brings something different to this lineup. But, I mean, yeah, the positive takeaway is just this pitching. Pitching's been great. And it's it's not something I expected to say that the starting pitching, at least top three, means yeah. Harvey and Zimmerman have been more than we expected. I tell you what else I liked about Zimmerman. You know, it, 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 you tend to see pickoff plays are, are just so, so boring. But it's really exciting when one of them works. And uh, yep. Zimmerman got a, a pickoff play early, and that was that was kind of fun to watch and see that those that those actually pay off. Kind of caught a, a runner, you know, sleeping. Yeah, a bit. but but the play before that was the magic play, where the ball was thrown so hard to Mancini that it busted right through ah. his glove, and he had to go get a new glove. <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll jump right back and kind of look ahead a little bit. Absolutely. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Like I said, the Orioles are five and eight on pace for 162, which means we have at this pace at least 57 more wins that we get to watch or 56. I'm not good at math. Something like that. Um, Cody, we go to Texas. Um, Texas is also struggling. They're five and seven. They lose tonight. They're five and eight, just like us. So is this a chance for the Orioles to bounce back? Kind of they did well in Boston, maybe a good road trip again. Well, let's be honest. We, I don't think anybody really has an identity yet, right? I mean, nobody thought that the Red Sox would get swept by the Orioles, and that's the last game that they yeah. lose. Now they're the best right? team in baseball. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nobody thought, I mean, look, look at Seattle. Nobody thought that Seattle was going to be very good, but now I think they're atop their division. So I, I think it's too early to tell that any of these teams have an, a, a real identity. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of teams are out there winning games that nobody thought that they would. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's a, it's a nice situation to be in because you can go in there with, you know, uh, a lot of hope, right. You know, it, it's, it's, I think the worst case scenario is you get beat by yourself. Uh, you know, and we haven't, I feel like we've seen less errors. We've seen the team play better defensively. Um, so it's just a matter of, can these guys get locked in a little bit more and, and put together some hits, something that. They struggled with in Camden Yards. Maybe uh, you know, get out of their heads a little bit. A trip down to Texas, maybe that helps. Yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately, Lopez is going to be on the mound tomorrow, so that hurts. As far as, but again, uh, this lineup has to put up runs, and it, it kind of got to play at like two different games. Like, what, regardless of whatever the pitching does, this lineup is the issue. They got to score. They got to score. They got to score, and they're not doing that. And if Lopez gives up 10 runs and we score eight runs, at least we saw the lineup come together and get the eight runs. And we're going to have to take that as not a win, but a small victory moving forward. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I tell you what, I'm not nearly as, as uh, down on Lopez as most folks are. I think that he has some interesting stuff. He's got an interesting cutter. I like watching his, you know, him pitch. I think it's going to be one of, those, one of those situations, though, where you have to know what you have with Lopez. And it could just be four innings. And he's he's a guy that I have no issues with Hyde coming in and say, four, you did good. There's only two runs. You know, I'm bringing in, uh, you know, Valdez or, you know, Plutko. You know, I, I, I think Plutko has been, you know, incredible so far this year. So I'm hoping that, again, as we get to know these guys and, and what their limitations are, Lopez is a guy who can give you a solid three or four innings, but that's it. And, you know, let's let's bring a a long relief guy in there after that. Yeah, and you're right. Everything is small sample side right now, at least for a couple more weeks. It's all going to be small, small samples. 
Uh, Lopez gave up 11 runs over his first two starts, but he also struck out nine guys. So that's a positive. If you want to take a positive on there, nine Ks is pretty good for two starts. Absolutely. And I think a lot of those runs came in, you know, they're, you know, he gets tagged with the runs, but it's a situation where he, you know, he exits the game with, you know, two guys on base and then Armstrong gives up a three run home run. Right, right. Yeah. Armstrong is, uh, yeah. <laughs> the starting rotation uh, does not like Armstrong because he's going to come out and blow everything he comes in. Uh, but Lopez did struggle with a couple long balls and a lot of walks. He was walking yep. guys a good amount, way too much. Uh, he's going to go up against the Rangers are putting Mike Politunikis. I don't know how to say his name. Mike. Uh, no, no. It's a, he's got a last name. It's Fultinuix. <laughs> is he a, is he a righty or a lefty? He is a righty. Okay, so we get to see you know more of our left-handed hitters. I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm as excited about that. You know, I, um, I, I like Mullins. You know, and a little bit of a cleaner opportunity. But does that mean that we're going to see Rio at second? Does that mean we're going to see Cisco behind the plate? Um, I think. Well, we saw Cisco today. Well, no, we saw them both today. Doubleheader. Uh, I think this lineup is struggling so much that you could see a big shakeup because there's a plane ride coming. And plane trips are where people start thinking, people start talking, people start making comments. Uh, you're, out of, you're out on the road. You're not with your families. You're not leaving the stadium as soon as the game's over. You're around these people. And road trips is a great time to shake things up. So that's my prediction. I like that. I'd like them to shake it up by bringing some guys out of Project Bowie. Yeah, I, I, I was told me on the Richie Martin. You know, and I'm just wondering who makes the, you know, if there's anybody that makes the taxi squad for the road trip. Um, and, and if that makes it a little bit easier to call one of these guys up or, you know, pull somebody in. Yeah, be interesting. I forgot about the taxi squad. Taxi squad, definitely. But in order to pull someone off the taxi squad, I think someone has to go on the IL. I don't On think the IL can... or get optioned. Yeah. Right. You can't just do a taxi squad swap. No. Which is what I, I, that's what I want baseball to do. I think it should be. You carry 30 guys, but then every day at game time, you only have to make 26 active. That'd be, so, yeah, so look, so it's kind of like the NFL. That is kind of, I, I do like that. I did want to, you know, if, if we're going to get into this a little bit as far as rules changes, I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen to Brett McDonald or Brett McDonald, Ben McDonald and Kevin Brown talk about some of the new uh, rule changes yeah. that were going on at the Atlantic. What do you think about the idea of the, the new double hook rule? Uh, as well as moving the, right. uh, I'm not, I'm the, not the rubber back. I haven't read about the double hook rule, so you'll have to fill me in. So this is when the st whenever the starting pitcher leaves, essentially so does the DH. So after the starting pitcher is out, then the relief pitcher either needs to hit or somebody has to pinch hit for him. No, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't see how that helps the game. That, uh, that hurts the game, in my opinion, because you're, you're, it makes the DH slot less valuable. You're then not putting your power hitter yeah, in your absolutely. DH slot because you're losing them. You and Ben McDonald are, are right yeah. there. Now, he thought that the, the idea of moving the mound back by you mm -hmm. know one foot was absolutely ridiculous. I love it. Uh, and, and ruins the game of baseball. I love it. <laughs> Here's – all right. I used to be one of these guys. The Any little effect of the game ruins the game of baseball and ruins the game I love until I started paying more attention to the NFL. The NFL every year has a rules committee, and every year they tweak the rules slightly. And what they do is they look at the game, and if the game's more offensive heavy, 
they tweak the rules in favor of the defense. If the defense is destroying teams, they lean it more towards in the favor of the offense. So with the goal being a balanced game, which is what everyone wants. So I think right now in the uh, in Major League Baseball, the uh, the juiced ball only favored the batters. Now I get that now we've got a dead end ball. It doesn't look very dead to me. I haven't seen any impact yet. But I like the idea of everyone's getting stronger, faster, analytics are bigger. Right now, everything in baseball seems to be on the favor of the pitcher. Strikeouts are at an all-time high, not just for the Orioles, across baseball. It was like 25% strikeouts per at-bats when I looked a couple days ago. All that leans towards helping the pitcher. So I like the idea of moving the pitching mound back. I also like the idea of making the pitching mound lower so you're not throwing down. When you're throwing down, you can get more of that power coming down. Uh, That, again, helps the pitcher. So I think it's a balance. I don't know if moving back is the right decision because I don't know if that's going to lead to more arm injuries. But I like the idea of tweaking something to try to bring balance to the game. How about you? I, I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I really thought that uh, this memo that uh, Major League Baseball sent out to the league about how they were going to be really you know, taking an eye on you know, the balls and whether or not anybody was using foreign substances, if they – if they thought somebody might be using a foreign substance, they were going to take those balls out of play, send them over to a lab and have them analyze. They were going to use all these analytics to, to note, you know, notice spin rates that they increase and decrease. So far, all we've seen is that Trevor Bauer had a ball taken out of a game and that's been it. So it does. It seems like that was a, a memo that had no teeth and, and no bite to it. And they took it to study the ball. If there's something wrong that he's doing with the ball, you should be able to see it right there and toss him in five minutes. Taking Agreed. it out to look at it and examine doesn't do any good when we all know someone's put, everyone's putting something on the ball. It's, it's steroids all, all over again. Not that you're doing something illegal, but you're doing something against the game. Uh, baseball is a funny sport. It's a, we all love it. But when you sit back and you go over the rules of baseball, there's quirks. It's, it's funny to think, well, how did baseball come up with these rules? Something like stealing bases makes no sense in any <laughs> game. No other sport can you do something that you're not allowed to do. Unless you get away with it, then you're okay. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. So I like that baseball tweaks rules. I like that baseball has specific rules. In fact, we're taking this another step further on 336 this week where we're going to talk about moving the mound and the double hook uh, rule proposals over in the Atlantic League, and we're going to propose our own rule changes. Ooh, I like I that. Got some, I got some ideas. I like that. that. I think I'll tune would, in. And this is not going to be, hey, let's make some shtick joke uh, rules. These are serious rules that we think could improve the game of baseball because we love this game. We want more people to watch this game. So let's tweak it a little bit. I like it. I'll tune in. All right. Uh, well, I think that about does it for Birdland tonight. Cody, what do you have going on over at the I Just Like the Duck podcast? Not much. Just a bunch of uh, mean tweets when we lose and exciting tweets when we win. <laughs> All right. That seems like that would fit right in with Birdland. All right. Uh, I, already tweet, I already teased 336. Today is Jackie Robinson Day for uh, baseball. Or if you watch the Orioles today, it was for one of the games because you need a nice, fresh, clean uniforms for the second game, apparently. So if you care about uh, Jackie Robinson Day, go back to last week's 336, 
where Matt and I share a story about our encounter with Jackie Robinson. Now, that would be the movie because we're way too young to have <laughs> seen the player. Either way, it's a good story. Check that out, and we'll see you uh, tomorrow night after the Rangers. I forgot to look up who's hosting. Do you know, Cody? Uh, I don't. I was hoping to actually go to that game, but it looks like I've got some family in town, so I might not be there. But uh, So right. who knows? It might be me. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll tune in tomorrow night for uh, Orioles at Rangers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.